You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello, welcome back to the Claret Blue podcast. I'm Dan Ronaldson. Today I'm joined by Ashley Priest. We've both got smiles on our faces. I don't know why, because we've prepped to do a podcast, hopefully talking about Jack Grealish in the England squad. And 20 minutes ago, it's announced that he isn't in the squad. Can't catch my breath. I'm laughing in shock, to be fair. And it all say, I told myself the article, Jackson. I, f- I thought he was a banker. I thought he was yeah. nailed on, to be honest with you. Um, and then to see the squad, it's just laughable, isn't it? I mean, I... I, I Dug, dug, dug deep into the comments today of what Gareth Southgate said last time around and, and they were quite catty back then he, he said yeah Grealish has played well but it was against was Brighton, Brighton going, yeah, yeah. So, yeah I remember yeah. that he was like oh yeah but they'd have a man sent off after an I hour looked, I looked into a bit there he, he wasn't keen back then was he and even, what does he have to do to get in this team you, you look at the players that are in there now as well you've got Eric Dyer you've got Calvin Phillips as well I thought, I thought his role was not to big championship players but he's, he's in yeah. there as well I did a piece the other day, Phil Foden. He's, he's had nine Premier League starts this year. Don't get me wrong, he's an incredibly talented kid, but Jack Grealish has done it all for Villa. He's carried him over the survival line. He's had the weight to come on his shoulders. Well. It's very easy, isn't it, to look at Mount and Foden at Man City and Chelsea, but Jack's stats still outweigh them. I think in, in, I think it's something like, I don't know what the actual um, category was, but I think it's chances created or key passes or something like that. Jack is second behind, second behind De Bruyne but not good enough to play for England. What does he have to do? I'm just flabbergasted. Um, total shock, to be fair to you. I don't know, don't know how all the fans are feeling about that. I mean, there's a lot of comments in here that we usually put comments up on screen, but um, there's a lot of swear words that I can't put on, on screen. Gareth Southgate is XYZ, is a, is a lot of the, the comments. So I'm not going to put them up on screen, but the, the general consensus is, like, like us, disbelief. I think, you know, in, in the line of work that we do, you have to prepare, don't you, either way for, for for outcomes that are unknown to you. You have to write an article. Jack Grealish is in the England squad. We've got posts scheduled on Facebook this afternoon for congratulations, Jack Grealish, on your England call-up that we have to prepare. And now we have to go the other way and say, what has happened here? Why is he not in the squad? Now, when Southgate, Southgate first came, he said things like, you know, I'll pick players on, on reputation, not form, and, and all these kind of things. But since saying those kind of throwaway lines that, look, that sound good in the media, he's done... Literally the opposite. He's not given chances to anybody, really. And it, it is this kind of big club bias. And, you know, Jack Grealish has to play in the Premier League was the quote, I think, after his good season in the Championship last year. But then Calvin Phillips, and yeah, different positions, obviously. But how does he get a call-up as a Championship player when Jack couldn't do that? That's just... I'm totally lost for words, Dan, to be fair to you. Um, it doesn't make you think now. Does this, this, I think Tony Daly's interview, does this impact his thinking now? Um, that was my next question really does, does not getting in the England squad make him reconsider do I have to move away now it shouldn't for me um, I just wonder about Jack's reaction on the phone after being told he must have just left to himself as well what's he got to do to get in here but what is the reason what do you think this is because I don't think it's, it can't be a Villa thing because Tyra Mings is playing and possibly playing left back because there's no other left backs in the squad so Tyra Mings might be featuring at left back for England after playing at centre half for three years so it's not a Villa thing I did the lockdown situation but then you've got the Maguire thing, he's still in there. Carl Walker broke lockdown rules, he's still in there. I don't think you can throw that in. It's got to be some kind of personal issue. On footballing ability alone, of course he deserves to be in there. So why isn't he? Oh, he's up there. He's up there, I don't know. I read a comment today, Jack was speaking back in 2015 after he shifted his allegiance to England. He, he worked with Southgate, didn't he, in the Toulon tournaments, yeah. under-21 level. And, and Grealish was so... Uh, 
I mean, really, really commend his Southgate. So, yeah, the lads are buzzing in this camp. So the relationship must have waned since then. Um, I don't know what he's done wrong. Obviously, Southgate checked in on Grealish, didn't he? Man City away, Brighton, we've mentioned. And he really comes to the fore. Last few games for Villa to, to get him over the line. I, I don't know what he has to do, to be fair. I'm just starting to sound angry now. Yeah, I wonder how he's feeling. If it's still a championship situation and there was no championship players in the squad and he stood by what he said that, yes, you have to be playing in the Premier League to get into the England squad, you'd kind of hold your hand up to, hold your hand up and go, well, OK, well, Southgate thinks you have to be in the Premier League, the top level of English football, to play for the England national team. Fair enough. That isn't the case because obviously Jack's in the Premier League and has performed well for Villa in a team that could have got relegated and finished 17th on the last day and Calvin Phillips has got into the squad as a championship player anyway. So I don't know what other reason you can look at for why he's not being picked rather than it must be some kind of personal thing because the stats show that he should be in that side. He's got to be because he's in a 24-man squad as well. Everyone was everyone was expecting a 25 or 26-man squad so it's a really short squad. He could have easily been in there. The players in the position, you've got Sterling, Sancho, Greenwood's back in, Greenwood's in there, fair play to him. When you're talking about talented footballers, aren't you? You're not looking at any of those going, oh my God, they're, they're all rubbish compared to Jack Grealish. There's some f- very talented footballers in that squad. It's not like he's not get, he's not getting in there over Jesse Lingard or something like that, for example. He's got he's, he's got me Foden, hasn't he? I think Foden's the one who's probably picked him. Um, I mean, he's, Foden's started 12 games all year in Champions League and Premier League, so... And that gets you in the England squad. Kind of, uh, I don't know, a more personal thing between Southgate and Jack. Him going to play and become a Man United player still isn't going to get him his chance, is he, under Southgate? It needs to be a change of England managers, doesn't it, to get Jack a chance, I think. Which, obviously, that that's, doesn't look likely at any point soon anyway. I don't know, it's just weird, and we've kind of prepared to do this podcast to talk about Jack getting in the England squad. And you almost feel, this is kind of a weird thing, I don't know whether people will, will, will agree with me in the comments. If it had have happened, I'd have almost felt like proud of him, even though I don't know him. Because like you just want to see him do well, you want to see him succeed. It's almost like it's almost like you do know him because he plays for our football club. He's one of us. It's like a mate doing well, isn't it? You're you're happy to see him succeed. So now the flip side of that is I, I feel angry for him. <laughs> I feel disappointed for him. It doesn't Jack Grealish not getting the England squad doesn't affect me personally. But I'm sitting here scouring, scouring through social media, seeing the reaction to it all, and I feel angry for Jack. So I can't even imagine how how he's feeling now. He's desperate for it, wasn't he? It's his dream to play for England, to be amongst the elite. That's what he's been working hard for year after year. Um, and to be snubbed again, that must really hurt. I'm lost for words, to be fair. I don't know what the consensus is on the, on, on the comments in this video on Facebook. I'm not sure, but totally, totally in shock. Rhys says Southgate deserves to give us a public explanation on why he's not picked Grealish. He's had a press conference, hasn't he? And he wasn't asked about Jack, so he's not going to talk about it. He wasn't asked just now. I mean, Sky Sports News had a couple of minutes with Jack, with um, Gareth on it. He just mentioning the Harry Maguire stuff. I don't know. It, it will come out in the wash. There'll be reporters there now. Um, they'll, they'll ask that question. It'll come out later today because he was Southgate's been bombarded last time around. Why didn't pick Jack Grealish? So yeah, I thought he was nailed on to be honest. And I'd love to hear the reason because he will he will have to because he'll be asked about it. He will have to have an answer prepped for it. What is he going to say? He, he, is he going to say that he needs to play? He's now got. Not only does he not have to just be a Premier League player, is he going to say he has to be a top six Premier League player? Because then that would mean that other players that he's picked aren't top six Premier League players. So. They shouldn't be in either. So, what reason can Southgate give that we'd that we'd sit here and go, oh, actually, yeah, fair enough, Gareth. That makes sense. There's none, Dan. I think the word the words it's inexcusable for me. I think it's. I've said it before. I think Grealish is embarrassed Southgate time and time again with his form um, for a struggling Villa side. 
yeah. and doing and doing others are in that squad. So totally a loss at the moment. To be fair, the penny for Jack's thoughts. To be honest with you, I'm sure we'll post some. I don't know, but there's a list of stats that someone put on Twitter. I'm I'm just reading here. Left, but Jack Grealish scored the most goals, eight, got the most assists, six, created the most chances, ninety two, won the most free kicks, one hundred and sixty seven, and dribbled the furthest, fourteen kilometers. I'd assume um, of any English midfielder this season, but he will not be in Gareth Southgate's England squad. Just doesn't make sense. Man of the match awards from Sky Sports. Adama Traore, 10. De Bruyne, 10. Jack Grealish, 9. Like This guy's performed in the Premier League, which is exactly what Southgate wanted him to do, and he still doesn't get in there. I mean, from, from our point of view, and this might be where we veer into being a little bit too biased, not only should he be in the squad, I think he should be starting games for England. 100%, never, yeah. N- never, never mind just being being around the edges and getting minutes here and there. He should be He's good enough to start games for England. I don't think many people will be able to look at his stats this season and think he should at least be in a 24-man squad. Yeah, he's a joke. I mean, the good times are all at Villa. They just survived as well um, in the training camp down in Wales. Everything looking good. Target's been, been lined up and... Jack Grealish hopefully in the England squad and build around Jack for the uh, foreseeable future. All, all the man you talk has um, diluted a little bit. We'll see now if it has any, any inkling on his Villa career. And any, I don't know, but I'm just gutted for him, to be honest with you, Dan. It is a weird feeling, isn't it? Because neither of us know him personally. It doesn't directly affect you or I, but you do feel disappointed for him. It's And all the comments are the same, of the same vein. Uh, what more does he need to do is the question a lot of people are asking and I don't know <laughs> I don't know if there's anything else he can do if he if he goes and plays for Man United and plays like whatever Mount had there 15 games a season or whatever does that then get him in the England squad or does Southgate still go oh no still don't fancy him for whatever reason tell me a little bit about this this pre-season camp then we'll move away from Jack Grealish now because I'm just going to find myself getting more and more annoyed if we keep going around in circles <laughs> we've done 15 minutes on it That'll do. Um, talk to me a little bit about this pre-season camp then. It's, they're down in Wales and the first game up is Bristol City behind closed doors, is it? Yeah, behind closed doors. Uh, no, no information about that. It's a very low-key affair, to be honest with you. Uh, Dean Smith's tapping into his contacts book. Big pal of Dean Holden, who's just yes. took the job down there uh, from their Warsaw days. It's a good test for Villa. Championship outfit, uh, gunning for promotion this season. So that'll be down there. Um, yeah, really, really, really good stuff coming from Villa at the moment from their camp, liking what I'm seeing, liking the young, I'm liking the young lads involved. You can't chuck chuck Moikers, your Jaden Philogene Bedices, Mungo Bridge, great some great names there. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, the Ramsey brothers are, as well. They're stepping up. Yeah, really like to see the young youngsters in action as well. Um, but yeah, I was devastated by the Tommy news this week. You probably t- t- touched upon. I thought he'd, he'd, he'd start. the first game but he's going to be out now for the first well six games you'd say because we've got three possibly three League Cup games in there but he's out for the first yeah. three Premier League games which is gutted news we've talked to death about the various different transfer options for Villa I feel like I've given my opinion on these players a million times you've not spoke about them on the podcast at any point do we need a first team goalkeeper in your opinion I'd say so maybe well, Nolan's contract's up in 10 months I don't think he'll be off the new deal Lovra Kalinic I think he's had his chance I don't know what's going to happen there with him very uncertain. So Jed Stairs, the understudy, isn't he? Coming during the uh, right the run to promotion, did well. Yeah. He's always had injury doubts over his head, hasn't he? He snapped his Achilles last November. Only just back now. He might get his chance in the first Carabao Cup game, which will be Villa's first um, competitive action in a couple of few weeks' time. So I expect Stairs to start in that competition. And perhaps the Premier League opening day. I mean, opening game against Sheffield United, perhaps, but Fans talking about Butland available for eight million. I wasn't sold on him last year at Stoke. He looked, looked uh, shadow, shadow the player. 
yeah. the one Villa were linked with him, weren't they? 20 million, yeah, the summer previously. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't press on a goalkeeper. I'd stick with Steer and just have Nolan floating around and perhaps there's massive hope on an 18-year-old, Vildiani Sinisala, a Finland keeper. I've been told he's a future number one. So he's down there in Wales at the moment, but obviously too soon for him. So I think Steer's okay for start. I'm more concerned about going in for getting Watkins through the door, say Ben Ramas. I think the, the Rashika deal is looking less lot, you know, sadly. But we need to have firepower first and foremost. Yeah. For me, I think Steer's, Steer's okay. I think Steer will be fine. I've not actually watched that um, Dean Smith interview yet that Villa posted. Was there any little nuggets in there that excited you ahead of the new season? He's, he, he was meant to get to Scotland, wasn't he? So he, he put that on hold for a week. It was already booked. But because Suso left and there was a change over there with new sport director Johan Lange, he said, I mean, she must have told the missus, I've got to stay at the lab. I've got to tell Johan, Johan uh, who I want, what I want, and when I want him. Um, which is quite, quite good to hear. So Smith's pressing on with it. He, he's always rated a, a director of football, a sporting director, sorry. He's always had one at Brentford. He likes, he likes working with them. So they can, they can be away in the background. So he said the wheels are in motion. Targets are being uh, looked at, lined up. Um, but the one for me, he, he, I mentioned, mentioned this in a piece, didn't I? He kept saying Douglas Luiz arrived two days before Spurs last year. He keep, keeps mentioning that. So that can't happen again. Obviously, Douglas Luiz was a shadow of the player. So the one we saw in restart, wasn't he? Yeah. It wasn't up to the required standard. You look at Edu Concerts, similar as well. And they come on leaps and bounds um, after getting back up to full feet fitness-wise because Premier League's um, unforgiving, as you, as you know, and everyone else knows. So he wants to get him through the door early. He wants to bed him in at Bodymore and get him amongst the camp. Um, so obviously, last year, a massive turnaround, wasn't there? So yeah. it, it, it will be smoother this year, but time's ticking by. 40 days until the window closes. Just over two weeks until the season starts. It's just, just incredible. But <laughs> Doesn't sound great, does it, that? No, he said three, three things after a line. So the, the selling club, the buying club, and the agents have to agree. So, yeah. Yeah, it's frustrating time. Don't get me wrong. I think two weeks ago, players come back off holiday. Last week, they were back in at their parent clubs. The Watkins back at Brentford last week, for example. So conversations yeah. are happening all the time. The reason why there's a delay in all these negotiations is because other clubs don't want to leave themselves short. So they're lining up other targets. And even Tony at Peterborough, he was meant to get to Brentford. He's turned them down in a £10 million move. So Brentford are looking elsewhere to, to cover Watkins. Obviously, 26 yeah. goals for them last year. They can't just sell him, sell him to us. Yeah, I'd be us. Ain't going to happen. It's a domino effect, isn't it? Someone has to make a move somewhere so they can sell this player. They can sell this player and Villa end up with someone they want. And that hasn't hasn't, hasn't got rolling yet, has it? So we just have to wait. Um, the, the, can, the common question we've had uh, on the podcast that we've done that, we, that we've answered before, are you concerned yet that we've not signed anyone? No, I'm not concerned just yet. No, I won't be concerned until week before the new season, to be honest. Um, so, I mean, they've got the first friendly lined up this week. I think they'll be back to Bodymore next week. Douglas Ruiz is back next week after his self-isolating as well. But I think Smith wants him in for September. So, week's week time now. You want, want at least one one through the door, Dan. At least one. Yeah. I'd start to panic as, as the weeks tick by, I guess. So panic mode now. I'll give myself a five out of ten. <laughs> um, so I'm not, not not really panicking at the moment. I'm, I'm, I'm just keeping the faith. Smith knows what he's doing. Yeah, just get these targets in. Get we'll get Watkins in. I, I think that's the most realistic one at the moment. Talks on going uh, Osden and Edward as well at Celtic, perhaps. Um, yeah, just just getting the getting the value for money. Villa, Villa won't be able to ransom. I know Villa are minted like with, with uh, Wazidans and Nassif Suarez, but they won't be just floating the money out. Yeah, we'll pay forty, fifty million. They've got to work work around the budget and. 
not going to blow it all on one player and put the eggs in all one basket. So stay patient for me. Give it a week or so's time. There'll be at least one through the door. I envisage, yeah. I think I'd be a little bit more concerned if we were talking about the first game of the Premier League was this Saturday and we, we hadn't got anybody yet. I'd be concerned then. We've still got time. We've got that little bit of grace period as well that we don't play on the first weekend like everyone else. So if we sign someone that weekend, we'd, we'd still have a week of preparation. So it's probably a little bit of a blessing in disguise, to be honest, but I'd still prefer get the business done, get them gelled in, five or six players, and then start your season. But that's an ideal world, and we're not living in an ideal world, are we, at the moment? So we've just got to wait and see. About to wrap up, but there's a question, again, that we've been asked a lot um, in podcasts that we've not got round to, which is stuff about the academy. I'll, I've not been particularly brushed up on, on the latest going on I know that you've written a few articles about the, the latest academy prospects so perfect man to ask what does the Villa Academy look like these days? They're making huge huge strides I think it was neglected under previous ownership uh, you, um, your learners and Zias I think they just left it to, to rock basically but now mm. Mark Harrison's Mark Harrison's heading, heading up the academy <laughs> doing massive massive things um, Ben Crescent from Exeter 16 year old central midfield player uh, wanted by Liverpool and Chelsea. I think Jurgen Klopp tried to sweet him up as well by giving him Champions League tickets for a Liverpool game, but in the end, he chose Villa. Um, he's an England youth international as well. Massive, massive statement signing that. He's on the academy front. Um, they've signed a youngster from Holland as well. Swing calls from Vitez Arna. They're doing loads of business beyond the scenes. I think the two biggest biggest deals they've done is tying down Carnage Chukmuaka and um, Philogene Bedice. They're currently on, uh, in, down in Wales with Smith and the boys and they, they were being touted Arsenal, Ajax, Bayern Munich wanted them all. Yeah. So the fans will know Chuck Mawika, Perslow bigged him up, didn't they? Obviously, Louis Barry, he was the star signing, wasn't he? Barcelona. I haven't seen much of him yet, to be fair. I think, will he play in the Carabao Cup games? I don't know. Last year, fans were calling to come in, wasn't they? At one stage, I think Villa, Villa were looking to protect him. Obviously, he's come with a big reputation from La, La Masia and Villa went all out to get him. So... Yeah, he's the one that the mainstream will be aware of, isn't he? That they'll go, oh, Louis Barry, here's the recognisable name from Football Manager and those kind of things that people go, oh, yeah, he seems to be the one of Villa have got him, so he must be good. And it's uh, it's the other guys in the academy that the ones the ones to look out for, aren't they, really? Definitely, yeah. I mentioned them all. They're down there at the moment. Kane Kessler, right back. He was in the Everton match day squad for Smith in the restart. you got Mungo Bridge, he's down there, centre-half, left-footy, quite cultured. He needs to beef up a little bit, though, but got everything in the locker there. A great name, yeah. Um, and the Ramsey brothers, I'm really excited about. They're uh, local to me as well. Um, went to the same school as me and they're really, really doing well. I'm wondering if Jacob perhaps will get another loan, loan move because he did so well at Doncaster last year. Yeah. That could that could benefit him as well. He signed a new long-term deal back in January before he went out to Doncaster. Um, and Aaron's been doing brilliantly in training as well. So big hopes for the Ramsey brothers in, in the future as well. Villa have spent 14 million on, on upgrading their academy facilities. Everyone knows, um, which tells you everything really yeah. going for academy wise. They've got Steve Hopcroft in from Albion. He scouted so many players for the baggies before. Brilliant coup, that is. Um, and I think Johan Lange will work with the academy much more than what Suso did previously. So I'm looking forward to getting down to see the academy this year if I can. I really want to um, give them, shine a lot on them this year. And, See what's coming through because Villa have had a long, long and rich history of bringing through academy kids, haven't they? Uh, as everyone knows, and you'll see that I'll see that rolled out again. It all sounds very promising, and I've, I've said this on a podcast before. It, it feels like we're talking about a club that knows what they're doing at last. And after many years of kind of going, what is Villa's strategy? Like, what are they attempting to do? You now look at it and go, okay, they're trying to bring youth through. They've got a system in place that 
well, I would say works. It hasn't worked yet, but you know, head coach and a sporting director. This is what we want to do. You can clearly see there's a plan there. So, if things go our way, then yeah, it's an exciting future for Villa. Hopefully, mm. young English talent as well. You think Gareth Southgate know a bit about that as well? <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk about Gareth Southgate. We've been there. We've done it. The comments literally. Usually, when we do these, we get loads of questions about transfers, and it's like, oh, we've talked about these players so many times, but the comments still are now like, I can't believe Gareth Southgate. So everyone is fuming about it. So I'm glad that we're all in the same boat we're all in this together we're all annoyed but I guess there's only just to end uh, very quickly is there any positives to the fact that Grealish hasn't got in the England squad he can't get his head turned by other players that, that's a massive cliche that goes round but is there, is there any positives here doesn't get injured on international duty yeah that's it, that's it. He can't get injured can I um, Gareth needs to give his head a wobble from there can't 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 fathom what he's done I really can't. But hey, he's Gurley's he's Villa's main man. Wrapping up in Cotton Wool, playing, yeah. get 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 that contract out and get that get the ink wet on that pen and sign it. England, England's lost his Villa's game, so True. let's remember that. And um, I might start supporting Ireland now. Anyway, <laughs> I can sense an angry, angry Ashley Priest comment piece coming on this afternoon. Probably, so. yeah. I might go for him big time there. But. Let's go. So I'll let you go off and tap away at your keyboard with anger at Gareth Southgate. Uh, thanks everyone for joining us this afternoon. A little quick half an hour podcast. Um, if you enjoyed it, leave a like on the video on YouTube. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. You can search Claret and Blue to find us. Uh, we're also available on iTunes, Spotify and all the usual places you get your podcasts. Uh, thanks for sending in your comments. I know I've not put many up on screen, but there's a lot of foul language we can't share. <laughs> so uh, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Thanks to Ash for providing some insight into the Academy so I don't have to do any research, which is always excellent. Uh, we'll see you again in a few days. Thanks you, Thank you very much for watching and up the villa. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. Until then, up the villa.